Pad Stack, the tenth edition of the Two Pad Stack, finally back after a very, very long break. I think uh, last time we did one of these was in June, but uh, we're back, much to the chagrin of many of you. Um, this week, to my left, my co-host, my cohort, as always, Justin. Justin, say hi. Hello. We're back. How's it feel to be back? Does it feel good? Uh, I think so. It feels feels good to have hockey back in our lives. Well, I agree with that. I don't know if people would say the same about the podcast being back in their lives, but I think the hockey is definitely a plus. I think it's just something that will be downloaded to their phones, and they're thinking, why in the hell did I ever subscribe to this? Mm-hmm. So now it automatically downloads, and I have to delete it each week instead of actually listening to it. Yeah, shout out to the people that did automatically download this podcast, all four of you. Good job. <laughs> we had a, we had quite the clamoring here lately for the <laughs> podcast. Let me tell you, I had... Somebody approached me the other night, and they're like, dude, what, what's happened to the, po- the two-pad stack? Shout out to our fan of the week, Schifferdecker. Schifferdecker. Big Schiff. Hey, Schifferdecker, this is a shout <laughs> Eric, Mr. Eric Schifferdecker, this is a shout-out directly to you. And let's test your uh, fandom here. If you actually hear this shout-out, I want you to text Justin and I in a group text and say, You're- and say cornbread. That's it. Nothing else. Just cornbread. Just that right there, and then text that to us. Let's see if you're really a true fan. I, I'm going to say that does not happen. Probably not. <laughs> but he was asking for it, so at least it gave us a little bit of spunk to do it again. Yeah. And you also had somebody asking you about mm-hmm. it, so that makes us feel kind of good, I guess. We're glad the, the, the nines of you out there uh, listen to what we do. So we're back here on this uh, lovely Saturday in November. It'll be the 4th. Um, fun fact. The first time we did a podcast was April, I believe, 5th, or maybe 1st. It doesn't sound right. No, it would have been last year around this time, wasn't it? Or in no, the, no, no. In the spring, but yeah, not that late. April. No, it was April. Hmm. So that means April, May, June, So this would be um, eight months. I don't think um, any of us ever thought that we would get to number 10, but by God, we did it. And it was, it was shaky. I kind of thought for a minute we might not, but here we are. Yeah, who knows? We might not make it to 11. Yeah, we might not. But, you know, we're back. Um, glad to be talking to you out there, to all you people that listen, all four of you. Uh, so we have been gone for a long time. I think the last podcast we made was before the expansion draft, and boy, has a ton of shit happened. Uh, and so... Since we're so far behind, and I'm sure 99.9% of you already know what the hell happened, we probably won't, we'll probably just breeze over it real quick, just to get our takes on it, since we haven't been able to express our opinions on everything that's happened this summer. Uh, it was a very busy offseason for the Blues. Well, I guess, not very busy, well, I guess so. It's busy. But, uh, busy in good ways, and I think to begin this this anniversary episode number 10... We're going to start with everything that happened this summer. Just a very quick rundown, quick opinions, and then we'll move on to some more recent shit so uh, we're not so outdated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right? So, first of all, um, Justin, I had a nice summer. Did you have a nice summer? It was fantastic. It was lovely. The only thing that was missing, though? Hockey? Hockey. He nailed it. Yeah. yeah. All right. One for one. So we had some nice summers, very busy, a lot of trips, um, trip to Lake the Ozarks, trip to Lake Carlisle, where else did we go? 
Got to got to work at Target again. Worked at very Justin exciting. Worked at Target. Shout I out just... shout out to um, Mike, who's a bitch for liking the Blackhawks. Yeah, fuck you, Mike. I don't know you, but fuck you. Uh, you know, had a lot of good adventures. You know, a lot of uh, trips to bars and. I don't know what else did we do. I think that about sums it up. Yeah. Trips and bars and drinking. That's about it. Relaxation. Yeah, a lot of relaxation. So mm-hmm. yeah, so nice and recharged now. Uh, we're getting into the the nitty gritty of fall here. So uh, all right, let's start with what the Blues did this summer. So I think the well, we'll start from the very beginning. So. The expansion draft comes out. We covered the protection list last time. I don't think the Blues had theirs out by the time we did this, but we made our own. Ours are spot on. Of course they are because we're geniuses. The Blues uh, protect Reeves, leave Perron exposed. Perron gets snagged by Vegas. That's okay. I don't care. It was completely fine with me. That's how I felt about it. $3.75 million off the books. I was kind of nervous that they'd take Hutton. They didn't, thank God. But uh, I think we're fine without Perron. Uh, I, I mean, I think it was the right move. I was upset that he got taken just because I think last year he had a really good year. He's, and because you have his jersey? Well, that's that. I'm a Perron fan, but that's not just the only reason. I think his first stint, his first five or six years when he was with the Blues, he was strictly an offensive guy where he turned the puck over a lot. He didn't play very good defense. He didn't back check where the second time around last year, he was a much more rounded all-around player. And I think he, he was worth the cap at 3.75 might be a little too much. But I think he definitely earned most of that last year. I mean, I agree he did play a better game, but in the playoffs he was abysmal. Well, so were a couple other players. Non-existent. Berglund and Prawn were non-existent. But you you lose Prawn's salary, that frees up the $3 million you gave to Sabotka, so that's good. Um, so that all works out. So there's the first really domino that fell in the summer as Prawn leaves. Second domino falls when, thank God, he's gone. What happened? Hmm? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Yori Letera oh, gets okay. traded. I thought we were going to Reeves first. No, why would I say thank God for him? No, I, I like Reeves. I thought we were going in order here of the list. That is in order. Oh, Your this list? list. Yeah. No, I'm going chronologically, so this is, this is fucking up here. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> Yori Letera gets traded. Thank Christ. Doug Armstrong pulls off a masterful little bit of work here with the Flyers. But the, the Reeves trade did happen first. The Reeves, no, it didn't. It did, because it's the reason they made the trade, right? They got that extra pick. No. They threw that in, didn't they? No. Or did they use the first-round pick they got from Washington? Yeah. Okay. Because the Reeves pick... The they Reeves, trade, right the Reeves trade gave the Blues the 31st pick, which was Costin. But I'm telling you, you right before first. or right after. Whatever. Either way. Anyway, Yori Letera is gone, thank God. Everybody rejoice. He's fucking garbage. He's played for the Flyers this year and has been garbage. I think he was like a... I looked up the uh, a couple days ago. He was like a minus eight. And I think he has one assist. He's been scratched in six of their first yeah. 14 games. Fuck him. Fuck him. You know, he fucking sucks. And he's always gonna. Fuck you. <laughs> he had a first... He had a good first year and a half, and then it went downhill from there. But let me tell you, we swing Yori, and, you know, we lose a first-round pick. Okay, it happens. But we get Shen back, and, dude, that dude has been a lightning bolt for the team. Mm-hmm. He has he been a really hell really of a player. Holy hell. I don't know why Philadelphia even gave him up. 
He's 25 years old. I mean, he's got a little bit of a hefty contract, but he's under control for another three years, I think, after this year. you got to like the nucleus that the Blues now have with Schwartz, Tarasenko, um, Shen, Petrangelo, Edmondson, Pareko. Building off those Keystone players and Allen, that's, that's pretty damn good. And Shen is looking like he might be able to take responsibility in between Schwartz and Tarasenko and stay there and produce. One name that I'm upset that you didn't get to say for the core of the Blues is one Robbie Fabry. Yeah. I'm afraid his career might be going out of the tank. I think he's done. I don't think that we'll ever see him be the player that he should have been. I think he should have been a Schwartz number two. I think he should have been a 30-goal scorer. But I am afraid that we probably will never see that because you blow out a knee once, doctors let you back too early, Robbie Fabry blows out his knee in the preseason. I think that's it because Robbie Fabry relies on speed and agility and just pure quickness to play the game, and you're going to lose it. I guess you could say he's whenever he comes back, he's probably not going to have any legs. Yeah, I mean, he'll have two legs, but they ain't going to work very well. Well, one won't. It's sad. It's really sad because um, he had so much promise. That's a first-round pick that just kind of just flushed down the toilet because he's not going to play to the potential that he was destined for, so... Sucks as a Blues fan to see one of our best prospects just kind of burn out. But you know, maybe you know, maybe he comes back next year and he's, yeah, he's good to go. Know, but, but there's always that chance he's going to blow out his knee again. Yeah. It's not even that. It's just that he's going to lose a step with that injury. With two two injuries to the same knee, that's yeah, that's going to take you down. It was already bad enough with the first ACL tear. But, man, that's that sucks. Um, so that's another thing that happened. And that was not in the summer. I guess that was... More towards the month fall. and a half ago. Yeah. So um, the other Mondo trade that a lot of Blues fans hated, just because of the player that was switched. However, the trade itself was a fantastic trade. <sighs> Ryan Reeves, he gone. Uh, upset that Ryan Reeves is gone, but the trade was good. You got a first round pick for him, and we stole Clem Costin. Mm-hmm. This guy was rated, should have probably went top 10 if he didn't have a shoulder surgery last year and sit out a lot in the KHL. We steal him at 31. That's going to pay off. I would agree. Mega payoff. That is a hell of a trade to grab him. I was like, oh, hell yeah. It sucks to lose Revo, though, because he is a... And we're seeing the effects of what happened fully. Not having him on the fourth line this year, it's making a huge we difference. We do not. We no longer have the, the best, best fourth, fourth line, line in hockey. We now have a shitty fourth line. Yeah. And it's depressing because it was always fun to watch him uh, get in the game and mix shit up. But man, it sucks not having him. So we uh, we wish him the best in Phil- uh, Pittsburgh, though. Yeah. Hopefully he can get a ring there. If he can't, if we don't get one, he can get one. Well, maybe not because I'm tired of the Pens winning. Yeah. But that was a big trade. Big big trade. A lot of people were pissed, but you know that's a that's a damn good trade by Armstrong. So Armstrong hit himself a hell of a summer. Besides two little itty-bitty things, though. Two players he signed, Justin. Your opinions? Uh, one of them, Chris Thorburn, right? The other, Scotty Upshaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thorburn, I wasn't the biggest fan of. I understand why he signed him. He's trying to replace Reeves. He wants a physical player. He wants grit. But I don't know if you really need it. we got so many guys, I think you can fill that from within. And then with Upshaw, I think they should have just let him go. 
He was a, he's a decent player last year with you know Reeves and Brodziak on the fourth line, but he just takes so many dumb penalties in my opinion. He's just he's hot or he's cold. He's either really really good at his role or else he's making a whole bunch of mistakes. I think they could do without him. Give one of the younger guys a chance to prove themselves in camp. So I don't like the Thorburn signing at all. We don't need him. Why waste a million dollars worth of cap space on him? I think it's stupid. And I think he's just garbage all around. He's like a Cam Jansen Jr., except Cam Jansen could actually fight and Thorburn just thinks he can. I don't like Thorburn. I wish we didn't sign him, honestly. So I don't like that signing at all. Uh, the Upshaw signing, uh, all, I don't really care because it was $800,000. It's not gonna. It's not fucking with your cap space. But the Upshaw signing was strictly because Berglund's already out. Sanford, which, fuck, that breaks my heart, that he's out for five months with a shoulder injury. Steiner broke his hand, and then Bomeister broke his foot. You get slammed with all those injuries in preseason, so the Blues are scrambling, and they sign Upshaw. But in the process, before signing Upshaw, they extend an offer to the the ageless wonder, Yarmir Yager, Mm -hmm. and he basically tells the Blues to fuck off. Yeah, Uh, that would have been neat, though. But the good news is he signs with Calgary and he's now on the IR. <laughs> so we're all right, you know we're all right. He signed a one million dollar contract, which that's pretty cheap. You know I would have took Yager for a mil, but yeah, I think it's all all bonus based. Yeah, it I is. Think he gets extra if he scores a certain amount of goals. And right, and I mean he's a good player, and I would I would gladly take him on the Blues just as a, like a third line filler and maybe a second power play unit. Plus, I mean the mullet. You just gotta <laughs> think of that beautiful hair. He's, Dirty flow. Man. You get the traveling Yagers and Scott trade. Oh fantastic. yeah, dude, they're the ha- best. Did you see the clip where they had the traveling Yagers? They were interviewing him in Calgary, and then he showed up with the traveling Yagers, and he came in the interview and gave one of them his own jersey. Fucking awesome! Cool. Yeah, they got to add a guy now to be the Calgary Yager because there's fucking yeah. so many teams he's played for. He's gonna end up playing for every team by the time he retires. But yeah, so the Blues swung and missed on Yager, but that's all. That's that's. Basically what happened this offseason, two big trades and two shitty signings. That's all we got. Um, but the Fabry injury and the Sanford injury and the Berglund injury, definitely three big injuries that hurt big time. Yeah, and I know Bergie's skating at least. I don't know yeah. the timetable for his He'll, return. But. Him and Bowmeister will be back pretty soon. Or, well, Bowmeister will be back pretty soon and Bergie probably in the next month, I'd say. Yeah, maybe. No, originally they said sometime in December. December, right. So. We will see. So, yeah, Blues just absolutely bitten by the, the injury bug the first, uh, the preseason, first couple games of the preseason and before the preseason. But, man, it, it bums me out to lose Sanford and Fabry because Sanford looks like he's got a lot of promise, too. Bigger guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, silky hands. But the good news is it's a shoulder injury. Should be able to come back from that. Shouldn't affect him too much. Um, so, hopefully, that's something to look forward to. I don't know if he'll maybe he might snag a couple games this year and then maybe playoffs, but look forward to next year with him getting a full season. He 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 should be a good third line player for you, and it's gonna be nice. As much as I hate to say it, it's gonna be nice to have Berglund back because our third line is atrocious. He had a, he had a decent year last year. God, our third Just line's didn't atrocious. Play in the playoffs. Yeah. So that's what happened this summer. Um, also, this, uh, well, I guess it's more preseason based. The Blues prospects, holy hell. The Blues are stacked. I thought you were going to go with the holy jumping. No. For Panger. That's not me. Oh. It wasn't me. No, the Blues prospects, dude, fucking. Is that a Shaggy reference? Loaded, yes. Okay. Blues, Blues prospects loaded this year. Or, well, loaded right now. 
You look at you look through the prospects, the 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 invites to camp this year: Thompson, Costin, Thomas, Kairu, Wallman, Dunn, Blay, Schmaltz, man, uh, Huso. Holy hell! I think Blay and Tage Thompson are the two that impressed me the most. Thompson looked very good in preseason and the first couple games that he got to play. I thought he yeah he just got he shafted well. though with a shitty line. Yeah, but I think I, we'll, even there were four or five times a game where you would notice his play. We'll see Thompson back definitely. Yeah. I have no doubt. I think when I just want Berglund to get back because it's going to solidify the third line a little more. Um, and we'll get into that here in a minute. But I definitely would expect Thompson to come back at some point in the year. Uh, and if Costin really trends upwards, I would expect... I think Costin is actually going to be the more NHL-ready talent, to be honest. I think he'll make a splash before Thompson will. But, man, the prospects we got going on right now. Right now, as it sits, just the other day, Kairou and Robert Thomas named captains of their respective OHL teams. Fucking Kairou is wrecking souls <laughs> with Sarnia. Holy shitballs. He's got, like, an ungodly amount of points. In like four, what was it fourteen games? He's got like fourteen goals. Say, and I think it was thirty yeah, or twenty yeah. some points. Yesterday, the day before, he had like five or six Holy points in the game. Shit. Two goals and four or five assists. Dude, he is killing. He just looks like a purebred scorer. And then Robert Thomas. All I've heard are positive things about Robert Thomas. Even I saw him the other day on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. Maybe Jr. or maybe it was Luke Horak. Um, said every time they talk to an NHL uh, scout, prospect scout, the first thing they do is rave about Robert Thomas. Uh, he had a decent band back in the 90s. No, that's not that's not, oh, that's not Matchbox Different Robert Man. Thomas? That's a different Robert oh. Thomas, yes. That's not Matchbox 20, Robert. But uh, the first thing is everybody raves about Robert Thomas. What, uh, what a player he is. What a steal he was at, what, 20 in the draft? So, man, that... The dude, I feel like he probably gets the least hype out of every prospect that the Blues have, but he might be the best prospect that we have. Yeah, time will tell. Because he's a solidified two-way player, whereas everybody else is just blasting goals. But he could be a good two-line, uh, second-line center behind Shen. You could have Shen one, him two, re-sign Stastny to a, a, a smaller deal, hit him three. Put Berglund on a wing. I mean, I don't know. There, there's a lot that's going to happen, though, but I am a Incredibly excited to see all these prospects and what happens, especially Costin and Thompson. Those two really get me. Costin really gets me. I just I can't wait for him. I can only imagine put Costin and Tarasenko on the wings and put Shen in the middle and then put Schwartzy and Thompson and then somebody else in the middle of them. That's gonna be pretty dirty. Pretty dirty. And Thompson's a big body. Costin's a big body. So it's good shit. A lot to look forward to. Um, so. If we don't win it this year, we'll be all right. There's always next year. Yeah, we got it fucking damn right. Uh, so, I think we'll move on to current shit now. Uh, well, it's kind of current, but I want to talk about Vegas. So, Las Vegas gets their opportunity, uh, has their expansion draft. Kind of questionable with the players they took in my mind. But you can definitely tell that McPhee <laughs> is... Uh, doing his best to concentrate efforts on the future and not right now. 
Well, I mean, you would think that during the draft, but they're off to a hot start. They are off to a hot start, but they're cooling down pretty fucking quick. Yeah, they're going to cool down. Yeah, they're cooling down pretty quick. They come out to a hot start. One of the best teams in the NHL, like 10 Uh, games. Started out like 8-1. Yeah, the Blues, the the Lightning, and the Knights, all three of them fucking hot-ass starts. Uh, Three of the best teams in the NHL right out the gate. But Vegas comes out flying. James Neal. Holy shit, he's killing it. The real it. deal, Neil? Holy fuck, he's killing it. Uh, Alex, uh, what's the name? Tuck? Tuke? Tuke. Tuke. He's killing it. He's doing really well. They have a really good defensive core. I mean, they, they took all defensemen. Got a couple steals. You know, uh, Theodore from Anaheim, that was a good steal. But they hit the injury wall pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flurry goes down with an injury. He's on IR. Subban comes in. He plays against the Blues, gets injured. Um... Blues dropped that game. First game ever against Vegas. In Vegas, they lose it. Sucks, but it happens. Uh, but Subban goes down in that game. Dance comes in. Oscar Dance looks really good, and he gets hurt. He goes down, and then they go to, what is it, Maxime Legacy. He goes down, and then fucking, it's a clusterfuck with goalies down there. And they're probably wishing they had Calvin Pickard right now. Yeah. Um, but he's gone. He gone. Might need to make a call to Goldberg. See if he's available. Yeah, or maybe uh, uh, Julie the Cat. No, no, fuck. What's his name? Oh boy, talk so I can remember this. I don't, what you want me to talk about? <laughs> Who's the guy that played for Philly? Uh, the Russian guy that was the netminder that was. T- oh, Bobrov. Or no, not Bobrovsky. Oh, God, oh, what's Brizgalov. Brizgalov. There it is. Yeah. Brizgalov. He was a gem. Ilya Brizgalov. They need to make a call to old Talking Ilya. about space and how big it is and all kinds yeah. of crazy stuff. The best was when they interviewed him. I think it was before the Winter Classic. Or not Winter Classic, but one of the series that Philadelphia played. And I think Neuwirth or somebody was starting. And they asked him, they're like, how do you feel about backing up today? And he's like, good, we'll win. <laughs> he's like, as long as I'm not playing, we're going to win. Fucking hilarious, but yeah, maybe they need to make a call to old Brizgalov. He's playing. I think he's playing somewhere. I think he's in the KHL. Who knows? Because he's he's not old. He was <laughs> fucking lights out there for like two seasons. Mm-hmm. But boy, he shit the bed. So yeah, Vegas gets off to a hell of a start. Uh, a lot of offense, fucking firepower, and then you have Flower and Goal, which he, you're gonna get good good play out of him. But then he goes down, and then it's just a goalie crisis, and they are kind of plummeting a little. Which I didn't expect them to do. I expected them to... Be awful. No, I didn't expect I did. that. I didn't. I thought that at the end of the season they would be... They would miss the playoffs, but they wouldn't be too terribly far behind. Like, they would be in the lottery, but not one of the worst teams in the league. Like, I thought it was maybe like, you know, like a 10-point gap between playoffs and them, which is not bad. Um, still looking very impressive, though. So, and you can definitely tell that Vegas is... All the fans down there are super amped to have a team. Um, uh, it's just really nice to see. Really nice to see the expansion paid off. And hopefully we get to see this again here pretty soon with another uh, city. And I would like to go down to Vegas and watch a game. It'd be fun. Yeah. I know there's one in March. Maybe we'll have a two-pass stack from Vegas. Probably not because I'll be busy. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm in Vegas, I'm fucking busy. Um so that's that's one of the hot starts of the year. As I take a drink of my vodka, um, this episode sponsored by Wheatley Vodka, made by Buffalo Trace. It's very good. Anyone you got over there? Uh, I've got some Lieutenant Dan's spiced rum. 
It's delicious. So, it makes you feel like you ain't got no legs. That's right. I felt like I didn't have any legs last weekend. We're not going to talk about that, though. Okay. Um, Getting off task. So, Vegas gets out to a hot start. Like we said, lightning the Blues. Uh, the Kings, you know, a couple teams really kicking ass here lately. Let's get to the teams that are just shitting the bed from the get-go. The Rangers, the Habs, the Yotes, expected. And mm. then the Oilers, kind of shocking. So, those four teams, boy, the Habs, the Rangers, wow, holy fuck, they're bad. Yeah. Holy fuck. For for those two teams, especially the splash of the Rangers, Kevin Shattenkirk signs with the Rangers, as everybody would expect. That's his home, you know, that's his home team, that's what he rooted for when he was growing up. Pretty much everybody was like, yeah, he's going to go to the Rangers. He signs with the Rangers, gets a good deal, you know, gets good money, which is good to see, good for him. But, man, the Rangers are fucking terrible. Yeah. Holy shit, they're terrible. If they did not have Mika Zavanejad, they would be horrible. And he's killing it, man. He is having a hell of a season. I'm sure they'll be all right though in the long run. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll probably play, or they'll probably stop with the losing and pick it up a little bit. But I don't, I don't think they're going to be as dominant as they were last year and the years before. But man, that they're fucked up, and the Habs are even worse. And as bad as the Yotes are, Old Keller, the Belleville native, yeah, putting up some points. Yeah, Clayton Keller looking he's like, he's, like eight, he's got like eight goals. Yeah, looking like he's just absolutely running away with the Calder. Mm-hmm. He is fucking murdering, which I pretty much figured was going to happen because he's a little crafty bastard. I think he's about the only decent player that, well, they made a couple trades and got a couple players, but I mean, they're very thin in terms of good players in Arizona. Yeah, Keller is, uh, Keller looks like he's going to run away with the Calder and hide in the corner. Uh, and especially, especially on that Arizona team, which is it kind of I don't know I can't believe Arizona is doing as bad as they are because they don't have a bad team. Especially when you have Ekman Larson, who is one of the top talents in the NHL defensively. Ah, man, I don't know. But then they, but then again, they lose Mike Smith and get Ranta, and Ranta gets hurt, so they're down to what Louis Domingue and what the hell is the other guy's name? Hill, something Hill. No idea. Um. It just kind of disheartens me. I thought they were going to be a little bit better, but man, they're fucking all... Well, they got one win? One or two. Yeah. Fucking garbage. And they just got that win. What do you expect whenever you trade Mike Smith and Louis Domingue as your starter? Like, you're not playing... No, but Ranta was supposed to be the starter. Uh, uh, Even him, he's not that good. And you trade for Stepan, though. So you you bring in Jarmelson, Stepan, Ranta, you have Keller coming up to play, you have Ekman Larson on the back end, Domi, Duclair, I mean, that's not a terrible lineup. Ranta is not a very good goalie. Ranta is not a great goalie, but he could be better. I'd say he's average or even below average. But that's that's your, definitely your worst team in the NHL right there, and they're going to probably stay like that for the rest of the year. But the Habs, though, that is the most shocking. Something's wrong with Carey Price, and he's on the, what is he, on the IR now? I'm not think, sure. I'm pretty sure he just got, he's in, declared injured now, but the Habs are fucking garbage. The Rangers and the Habs are horrible. The only player worth a shit for the Habs is uh, Shea Weber right now. Everybody else is just non-existent, and that's that's kind of weird to see. Because usually perennial, perennially, the Habs are you know always up there, always making the playoffs. But mm-hmm. man, even the Oilers too. Yeah, they're like three, maybe four, eight, and one now, something like that. Yeah, the Oilers, you you would expect to get off to a hot start and just pick up right where they left off last year. But Dreisaitl gets hurt, so that's pretty big. And then Connor McDavid has zero help offensively. Yeah. Yeah. 
fucking let's trade away Jordan Eberle for Ryan Strom. Well, how'd that work out? It didn't. Because Eberle, yeah. Eberle is playing pretty good hockey with Islanders. But Strom is, where is he? He going. Not even doing anything. So that's great that you got Connor McDavid. You know, that's fine, but you need shit around him. So, uh, those are some of the teams that just got off to kind of a shit start this year. Maybe they'll pick it up, maybe they won't. I do not know. Alright, so, uh, I wanted to touch on one thing real quick. Um, as everybody knows, David Bacchusco signs a, a nice little deal in Boston, and he is now on the IR. Um, sad to hear. Dude gets a bad case of diverticulitis, which is an inflammation of your colon. It's basically when you eat a bunch of shit and it gets stuck in your colon. It's not good. So he is currently having surgery to, well, actually I already had it, to remove a portion of his colon. Poor guy's going to have a colostomy bag for a little while. It's going to be Jeff Burton. Um, but uh, I think from the two-pad stack, we wish him a healthy get well soon. Yeah, of course. It's sad to see him out, but uh, hopefully he'll get back there and... Do his best, and it kind of makes you feel well. It's kind of mean to say, but it kind of makes you feel good that we didn't sign him back because he'd be on the fucking IR, and he was hurt last year too. Yeah, I'm happy we didn't sign him because he wanted, or he got like five something million a year for six years, which six, is way too much. Six million, six years, thirty way million, too much. Thirty million, or no, five years, thirty million dollar contracts, yeah. five years. He's a good, good player, good guy, but that's yeah. not, uh, not worth it. The other day I was doing something and I sat there and I was like, man, I miss watching David Backus play hockey. Yeah. Um. So let's move on to the current Blues and what's going on right now. So the Blues, uh, one of the best teams in the NHL currently. And they are off to a hell of a start. Uh, currently sitting at 10-3-1 on the year. Only one loss at home. But then again, they haven't played a whole ton of games at home. Yeah, 5-1 and one at home, I believe. Correct. Team's looking very stout. Uh, defensively very good. Offensively pretty damn good, too. A little bit of a drought here and there, but... Good start to the year for the Blues. Uh, something you like to see. First in the division. First in the Western Conference as well. They were... They're now second in the Western Conference. No, they're... The t- Kings have moved ahead by one point. Oh. Just looked it up. I thought they were tied. Kings have 22 points. Blues have 21. Okay. So they're one point back of first overall in the league because Tampa also has 22 points. But they have a game in hand. So... Yeah. So... Um... Blues off to a great start. Uh, it's good to see Schwartz. I would say Schwartz, Petro, Allen, probably three most valuable players so far. Yeah, Schwartzy. I have Shen in there too, just Oof. because. Yeah, I mean, he's the chemistry. I think he has with Schwartz is. Oh, it's unreal. You can see it from the first game, the first second they were on the ice together. You could see there was something there, and it was, it's just kind of weird because Shen just gets injected to this lineup when he uh, gets traded over from Philly, but. Him and Schwartzy definitely have some chemistry together, but those two doing really well. Schwartzy actually was up at the top, well, not the top, but I think third in goals in the NHL there like a yeah. couple days ago and points-wise. Yeah, he's six in points right what, now. 17 points, I think, mm-hmm. on the year. He's, he's playing really, really well, and you can tell he's all over the ice, too, and he doesn't play a one-way game. He plays he's two-way. Yeah, he'll back-check. Uh, he plays really well in the defensive end, so that's awesome to see. So he's off to a hot start. Uh, Petro off to a phenomenal start. Mm-hmm. And, man, I love it. Because I love listening to uh, all those Petro haters saying not a fucking word. Because he is killing. 
Four goals, nine assists already. Yep, for leads, defenseman. Leads the NHL uh, defenseman in points. He's actually tied with Shane Goshishbear. If I said that right, it sounds like I had a stroke yeah, halfway a little, through. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but he is tied for the NHL defenseman lead in points. He's having a hell of a season. He shipped Shaddy off to the Caps last season. And I think it opens up a door for Petro to really step into a more offensive role. And uh, he's definitely taken on a hell of a lot more responsibility since Shaddy left. And he's, I mean, he's living up to the task mm-hmm. so far. And he. Man, I could you could be happier with how he's, how he's playing hockey. You just watch him, and he is everywhere on the ice. Holy shit. He plays like this all year. He's definitely in the top three for the Norris. Oh, yeah, no doubt, and especially with Burns having a shit start. Man, he is just it's, just... it's just fun to watch him because he... He's so slick with the puck, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he can get the puck. He can walk it out of danger. He's a good passer. I mean, he doesn't have a heavy shot like Pareko, but he's got a good guided shot. Uh, you know, he comes up with the OT winner in Pittsburgh on a nice little toe drag cut back into the high slot, buries it past Matt Murray. I mean, it's just it's fun to watch Petro, and it's fun to see him play and get the points that he should be getting, and to see to finally get recognition around the league because he might be one of the most underrated defensemen in the league because nobody talks about him because he doesn't score the points like Burns or Carlson does. So uh, definitely a really really good thing to see Petro playing so well. Um, also on that front, Hutton playing really well. Mm-hmm. Every he, time he gets a chance, he plays good. Yeah, uh, he's been pretty much the road girl, road, road goalie. I think that vodka's getting to you. Yeah, it is. The road <laughs> goalie on back-to-backs and uh, playing very well. Hasn't lost a game yet and is a new dad. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Mr. Hutton. And uh, we're not as lucky as the Riz Show to have him on the podcast. Um, maybe one day. Never know. No. But, uh, yeah, probably not. But, yeah, he's having a really uh, really good season so far, and that's nice to see. He's a he's a fantastic backup, too. I like I like Carter Hutton. I'm glad we have him. I think he's a really good tandem with Jake because he knows he knows his role. And when you listen to him when he comes on to the Riz show, you can tell he knows his role. He knows he's a backup. He knows he's not going to play every day, and that's what you need. You need somebody that's not going to try and, you know, cause a bunch of shit because they're not playing every day. So, uh Definitely good to see him playing so mm-hmm. well. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right here, buddy. Mm-hmm. Right here. Okay. Stop watching the game. <laughs> um, I'm listening to you. So one bad thing though is third line. I think. Well, third and third fourth and line. The, the bottom line. six forwards have been deplorable for I mean, the Blues. If, if you look at the the lineup, just the roster. You are not impressed by yeah. the roster of the St. Louis Blues this year. Where in years past, you look, you think they can roll three south lines, and they have a good fourth line. This year, they've got two pretty darn good lines, mm-hmm. and then they got two average lines for the third and the fourth line. Yeah, thank God Steen came back because that shores up the second line with Sabotka, Stastny, Steen. That's a damn good line. That's a really defensive line too, but they can also put points up. Like you said, I think they really need Berglund back to solidify the third oh, yeah, line as a big time. Um, a solid line that they can count on. Sunquist is not getting it done as the third line center. Definitely not getting it done. He would be a he would be completely fine as a fourth line center next year when Brodziak's gone because they're not going to bring Brodziak back. But um, Sunquist, man, he has been really disappointing. I have not liked watching him play. The third line has been a carousel. 
But for the most part, it's been Sunquist Payarvi, and that right wing spot has been a carousel. It started off with Tage Thompson. He played well. He gets demoted. That's mm-hmm. fine. He needs AHL time to develop. Um, who else gets in there? Yashkin gets a shot. He fucks it up like normal. He's I'm fucking done with him. Uh, who else has been in there? Bo Bennett. I thought Bo Bennett did a really good job. Yeah, I thought he's played okay. Yeah, I thought Bo Bennett did a fine job. He's not playing the night against the Leafs, which kind of upsets me. He did a decent night. Uh, yeah, I think Bo Bennett's actually playing really well. I would like to see Bo Bennett step up and stay on that third line for the rest of the season. The dude was a first-round draft pick mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, but I would really like him to to stay there and actually have an impact. I think he has the ability. And he's a, he's a, he's a scorer, too. He's got that ability, so... Mm-hmm. Fuck. Um, Maple Leafs just scored. That sucks. Uh, so, yeah, the third line has just been terrible. The fourth line has not been great either. Brodzak's having a pretty subpar season. Upshaw, like Justin said earlier, takes a lot of stupid penalties, not playing that great. Um, Thorburn is fucking garbage. I pretty much knew he was going to be, and he is. Dude can't handle the puck, can't make passes. He just All he does is throw the body around, and he doesn't really even do that that well. I've seen more big hits from Petro than I've seen from Thorburn all year. And it looks like it was the fourth line on the ice for the goal. Yeah, there's Thorburn. And Upshaw. Fucking Thorburn. Two guys that we're talking about. <laughs> but uh, Thorburn, he's been scratched a lot lately. and Yeah, four games in a row. Just, it's just a waste of fucking money. I cannot believe he got a million dollars to come here and play. Well, there's, I mean, the minimum's like 700 or 800000 750 so. yeah, The minimum is $750,000, but... It's just like, man, it's why just why give him a contract and why clog up the roster? And now he's here for what, two years? He's on a two year contract? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so now you got him for two years unless you fucking wave him and put him down in the AHL, but nobody's gonna claim him because nobody wants him. So it sucks. It sucks to see it sucks to see the bottom six doing so terribly. Payarvi's not having a good season. I don't see anything out of him. Um, like I said, Sunquist, not great, but it's it's a bummer. But it, luckily we are having you know, the first two lines and the defensive pairings are really stepping up this year, so that's good to see. Allen's played well, too. Allen has played very well. I think he's picked up right where he left off uh, from the playoffs. I think he's playing just as well, if not, well, probably just as well, if not a little better than he played in the playoffs. His stats do not reflect that at all because the Blues are giving up way too many shots on goal. They're giving up 40 a night, usually, and that's not good. Um, But Allen should be... Allen, I know, is already in the top, you know, three and wins in the league. He should be up there with GAA and saves, but man, he gets a lot of shots on him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you want to give the standings a rundown real quick? Uh, yeah, I just got the standings for the division and then the league. The Blues are first in the division. The Jets and the Avs are second and third. So that is definitely a surprise. I know yeah. you're expecting. Everybody's talking about Chicago. Many and mm. Nash, especially Nashville last year going to the finals, but right. they are the three last teams in yeah. the standings. Now, be it the Avs, Dallas, Chicago, Nashville are all tied with 14 points. But look at Chicago. Uh, and Minnie's Chi- last with 12. Chicago is depleted. Uh, they're, the Kane Taves contracts are finally biting them in the ass. Finally biting them in the ass. Kane, not so much, but the Taves contract. Well, having to get rid of. And Yarmelson yes. having to get rid of Panarin. Well, well you get Sod back and Sod's killing. Yeah. But their defensive core is fucked. Seabrook and Keith are not the same players they've been. They're aging. They're about over the hill. Corey Crawford, you're, luckily, they're getting good play from Corey Crawford. But their defensive pair, they're playing four defensemen a night that are fucking garbage, and they shouldn't be playing. 
And there, there's tough times in Chicago, and it's not going to be fun the next couple of years. I would not be terribly surprised if they didn't make the playoffs this year. They yeah. might turn I, it up. I'd see them making the playoffs, but yeah. not really doing much damage. Right, but those, the, the Taves contract is not looking good. Because Taves is, man, he's dropped off. Holy shit. I talked to a Blackhawks fan the other day that plays on uh, our co-ed softball team. And he was pissed at Taves. He is pissed. Because he's just not been doing it. He's, he doesn't do it. He's just not the same player he was four years ago. Um, which is good to see. I mean, I'm happy. But, uh, yeah, Blackhawks definitely not the same this year. And the Avs out of nowhere. Especially with the Duchesne shit. Going on, I can't believe the Abs are having the season they're having. They'll go downhill. Oh yeah, they'll just drop like off. the just like the Knights. You, they have to get rid of Duchesne though. They they cannot keep him. There's no way. Um, but they'll trade him at the dead, the deadline. I'm sure. Uh, in terms of league, we said Tampa is first. They got 22 points. The Blues and the Kings are right behind them. Kings also have 22, and the Blues have 21. So third in the league right now. But they also have a game in hand on Tampa. Tampa is fucking slaughtering. Vasilevsky is playing fantastic goal. Kucherov scored eight goals oh, in his first eight games. Or nine goals in his first so eight games. Good. He is so good. And he's he had making... Stamkos to the mix. Yeah. That's dirty. I wonder, though, I wonder how Kucherov would play if he didn't have Stamkos as his center. I mean, last year, Stamkos was hurt most of the year. He still lit it up. Still, though. I don't know. Those two are good, though. Damn, they're mm-hmm. good. Stamkos and Kucherov. Kucherov is definitely... I would venture to say Kucherov might be the best winger in the NHL right now. He is. Damn, he's good. Um, he might fucking win the win the Rocket Richard this year if he keeps it up. He might win the Heart too. You never know. Still uh, a long way to go. Long way to go. Small sample size. Can't get too giddy off what's going on. Um, although for the Blues, everything's going pretty well so far. So that's kind of look at look at uh, how everybody's doing. Well, not everybody, but the Central Division at least how it's shaking out. Dallas kind of shocking. Mm. Dallas made a lot of moves this off yeah, season. I uh, thought they they had a good off season. Oh yeah, they'd they be a lot better this year. Yeah, they had a fantastic off season. They bring in uh, first move they bring Bishop in Ben Bishop, get him from the Kings, and then sign him to a deal to be their starter. Which Ben Bishop's a hell of a goalie. He's still, he's having a good year. After he finally got back from his injury, but uh, good move there. They sign Martin Hansel to shore up a center spot. You know that's a center you could have after Ben or a second, if depending on which one plays first line center. So that's a good signing. Uh, but he's been fucking terrible. And then Radulov, but he's been pretty good. Radulov's been pretty good, but a couple big signings for Dallas just not paying off. And Hitchcock. Hitchcock gets brought in. He's not done yet. He's going to, what is it, third in NHL wins mm-hmm. for coaches. He's going to try and take that over, which he will, or he already did. Uh, he might have tied it. I don't know if he overpassed it. I can't remember. I'm not sure. But uh, bring in a good coach to solidify what's going on, and it's just not clicking at all for Dallas. I mean, it's they're, they're all right. I mean, I'm sure they'll probably trend upward sooner or later with the team they have, but I would expect a lot more from them. And I bet if they had Nachushkin, if Nachushkin mm-hmm. wasn't in the KHL and he was up there playing first or second line minutes, I bet that would be a hell of a difference for Dallas. That that has to hurt, losing Nachushkin. But kind of kind of odd to see them so far back. I would have thought they would have been a lot better. Yeah, Again, it's still early. Still yeah, early. And, yeah, and think this Seven is a very back. small sample size. Come January, shit's going to be a hell of a lot different. And then come March, shit's going to be a lot different. And, Definitely exciting season, though. Shit's shaping up pretty well. 
So this is a quick rundown of what's going on in the Central. So now we are going to go to the famed segment. The Stone Cold Two Indica- Beer Salute. Cue the music. With the two beer salute, we kind of already covered. Justin gets uh, to do you this, mowed by my the way. lawn already. You already talked about Schwartzy oh, and Petro. They were each going to get one of my beers for my two beer salute. Uh, we talked about Schwartzy's killing six in the league in points. He's got eight goals, nine assists for seventeen points. Uh, him and Shen just look fantastic together. Like we said, he's a two-way player. He's not just an offensive threat. He's back-checking. He's playing good defense. He's got that good uh, D. He's got the good D. Uh, speaking of good D, Petro as well. Tony's dad. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, but we talked about his offensive abilities, but on defense, he's just as impressive. Uh, so they both get my two-beer salute. Each guy gets a beer. Damn, we don't have a beer to pop. Uh, yep, that's a rookie. That's... <laughs> Off-season mistake right there. Yeah, we're rusty. So Gotta shake the cobwebs off here, bud. Uh, okay, yeah, I agree with that. I uh, wholeheartedly agree, and I love watching Petro do well. It gives me a boner. Yeah, well, that's our two guys, so that worked that out. That is our two guys, yes. I have Petro's jersey, and he has Schwartz's, but... I got the Schwartz number nine, baby. That means I'm a true fan. Sure. Um, fun, fun, fun story. Fun story before <laughs> I get into my stunner. Um, way back when, oh, this was a long time ago. When was this? Um, probably what, three, four years ago? We were both in college still. I don't know what you're going for. The Korea, buddy. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that was was probably three or four years ago. That was 2014. Uh, I don't know the year. It would have been, yes. No, 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 it it was 2013. 13, 13. Yeah. We were going to a playoff game and, uh, we were being shuttled by, uh, a friend of ours who listens to the podcast as well, and she uh, picked us up, or I think we met her at her house in Belleville or whatever, and then uh, she was like, oh, I have a friend in Edwardsville, because she went to SIUE with us. She's like, I have a friend in Edwardsville that he's going to the game tonight, and uh, I'm gonna, uh, I volunteered to take him. I'm like, oh, that's fine, you know, whatever. So we go up to uh, Edwardsville and pick up the guy from his fucking Cougar Village apartment or wherever the hell he was, and... Uh, I don't know what we were talking about, but Justin was in the front seat. She was driving, and he was next to me. I think. And we, or no, were we? Were we? We were in the. We back were seat? both in the back. Seat. Okay, we were both in the back seat. He's the the guy from Edwardsville sat in the passenger seat, and she was driving. And we're driving, and I don't know what got me on the topic, but we started talking so about. We saw a guy who had a Paul Carey jersey on walking to Scott Trade. Okay, that's right. So we get next to the Scott Trade, and uh, there's a guy walk, a guy walking. Wearing a Paul Korea jersey. And I just said, I go, who the fuck wears a Paul Korea jersey? You should just kill yourself. He hasn't played here for fucking ten years. He only played like one year. Just kill yourself. Why do you have a Paul Korea jersey? The car is silent. And the guy that we picked up from Edwardsville in the passenger seat goes, I have a Paul Korea jersey on right now. He was wearing and I go, oh, a Paul Korea jersey. And I, I felt like the biggest dickhead. Oh man, I like immediately walked it back. I'm like, no, not you. I was like, just like people in general. And then I just fucking sat there and put my foot in my mouth. I was like, uh, son of a bitch. Like, what the fuck are the odds? What yeah. are the odds you that that was fucking a dude? Jersey, didn't you? I did. I actually, I said that too. I was like, I thought it was a Schwartz because I saw the nine, and that was mm-hmm. when that was Schwartz's first year when he was number nine. I just could not fucking believe it. But that, that's a funny story. Mm-hmm. That gets referenced a lot. That's a good one. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, shout out to anybody that has a Paul Korea jersey out there. If you I have, have a, one, I have a Paul Korea jersey. Kill yourself. That I turned into no. a Schwartz shirt. Yeah, that's right. When uh, Schwartz came, when Schwartz his, came, you put a piece game, of my, I put duct tape a piece on of, it. Not duct tape. Or masking tape. Masking yeah. tape. And, and then I wrote Schwartz's name on yep, it. I remember his that. first game was against Tampa Bay. He scored two goals. I remember that. First two shots. I remember that. I do remember that. Um, but yeah, that's that's a fun little story. We're full of them. But uh, okay, so I'm gonna do my uh, Stone Cold Stunner now. So I've already sh- I've already uh, forecasted this as well. The uh, and we need to talk about Dunn too. We gotta talk about Dunn and all. But uh, side note, uh, the Stunner goes to. Thorburn, Chris Thorburn, and the third line of the St. Louis Blues. Most of the third line players of the St. Louis Blues. Thorburn has been fucking awful. I don't like watching him play. I hate having him. Like, I, I wish he didn't play. I wish they would scratch him every game and just have him as the extra depth forward. I can't stand when he's on the ice. He doesn't know what he's doing with the puck. He doesn't ever fluidly pass the puck, shoot the puck. He creates nothing. He doesn't even throw. Like, when he throws the body around, it looks like he's just fucking around. It doesn't look like. He's actually making anything happen. I hate him. I don't like Chris Thorburn. I'm going to probably harp on him all season. He's not going to change my mind because of how he plays. I think he's gotten one, one fight maybe. Mm-hmm. And it was a piss poor effort. Um, I just don't like him. I don't like him. Um, Speaking of fights, did you see, was it Kevin BXS? Kevin BXS, Superman Punch, Rack, Radko uh, Gudas. That was from Philly, ass. that was fucking badass, and he, he knocked him the fuck out. He hurt himself whenever he landed on he, the ice too. He hurt. I thought he broke his hand. Yeah, he broke his other hand. Yeah, and I think he hurt Gudas pretty bad. He oh, went down. Man, dude, he fucked Gudas up. That was awesome. That was incredible. But uh, Thorburn, not not capable of that. He's fucking garbage. But uh, yeah, Stun- the stunner definitely goes to Thorburn. He's fucking terrible. And the third line also gets a little bit of a stunner too. Sunquist and Payarvi mostly because they're the two main players on that third line. Um, but it's just, just gotta see more out of the third line. Gotta see more out of the third line. You can't have a line go out there every night that just fucking rolls over. You've got to get something going. And I only pray that Berglund comes back as strong as ever and he can center that line and at least fucking bring a little bit of life to it. Who would have thought the day <sighs> that you were praying nah, that Berglund man. comes back? Yeah, man. that's how bad it is. That's how desperate I am. See I'm one who's... I don't have a problem with Berglund. Everybody else does, but... Hi. He's he's not what everybody hyped him up to be as a youngster come up. Him and Piranha and Oshie were the big three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't turn out to be the great players that everybody was hoping, but they're all average, decent players. No, I got not so bad on him last season, um, but I think he will help a fuck ton when he comes back this year. And it'd be nice to see... It would be nice to see Berglund center that line and then have either a probably a Thompson come up and help, or a Blay, or a Costin, which we haven't even talked about Blay, and he's been fucking, he killed it, and he is killing it in AHL, but it would be nice to see Berglund, a uh, Blay, a Thompson, or a Costin, and then on the other side, maybe a Bo Bennett, that would be really nice, and Bo Bennett's a right-handed shot, so that's really nice to have on the right wing, um, but, man... It is. It's just. Uh, I don't know. I'm just tired of the third line. That's about all I got. Yeah. Moving on. What's Lo- next? Lost for words. Uh, so I think we've rambled quite a bit, and uh, I think we're gonna jump into. 
Actually, I just want to touch on this real quick. Uh, I want to touch on the fact that Vince Dunn comes up probably, I would say he's probably, what, behind Schmaltz and Wallman on the depth chart coming into the preseason? And him and Wallman are probably neck and neck. Yeah. And Schmaltz Schmaltz, is a little up because he played NHL games. But I think Schmaltz was, the guys, they were catching Schmaltz last year. Schmaltz last year was the clear-cut favorite. You got a little Schmaltz on your chest? Oh, I'm sorry, get that off. Uh, But I think they were both catching him, and I think they both probably surpassed him. Yeah, and um, Vince Dunn, man, I can't say... He's getting it done. Oh, man, I can't say enough about him. He's awesome. He is... The dude's got speed, he's got hands, he's got the ability to pass, the ability the ability to shoot, the defensive abilities. I mean, he's been he's looking like he's going to be a damn good defensive uh, player for a mm-hmm. long time, top four probably. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to see because, you, you know, one day we could have Petro, Pareko, Edmondson, Dunn, top four, and that's that's pretty damn good because Edmondson's playing great. Uh, Pareko always playing great, and then Petro is having just excelling this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so really good to see all that going on. I just wanted to say something real quick about Dunn because he's done so well this year, and I didn't want to not give him credit for what he's done. Also, he wears my favorite number, twenty nine. So that's pretty cool. Gonna um, get you a Dunn jersey. Ah, man, I don't know. I they probably don't even make Dunn jerseys. No, they right don't. Now. They definitely. I'm don't. sure they'll they'll be in. I'm pretty on the press soon. pretty fucking conflicted on the next jersey I'm gonna get and the next jersey because I want to get an Adidas jersey. But with the Adidas jerseys, I want to wait. If you don't know out there, uh, we'll just cover this real quick. The blue or the NHL was sponsored by Reebok. All jerseys were made by Reebok until this year Adidas took over. This year, there are no alternate jerseys in the NHL. Every team has a home and an away. Nothing else. Um, the Adidas decided that, hey, we're just going to stay home and away this year. We're going to get it down pat, and then next year we'll throw in alternates. So that's why you are not going to see the Blues wear their Winter Classic jersey. You're not going to see the Blues in the blue, the navy blue alternate anymore. I think that's probably gone forever. Um, gone forever. Yeah. Hepatitis, see you later. <laughs> uh, so next year, definitely looking forward to see if we get a third jersey. And I am biding my time because I want to buy a third jersey. I want to buy an Adidas third jersey if we get one. And I have no fucking idea. That scared the shit out of me. Tony's outside. I about pooped my pants. Uh, I have no idea what I want to get for a jersey. So yeah, the 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 thing that I'm gonna definitely do is try and figure out whose shirt or whose uh, jersey I want to buy. I want to get the new Adidas one. Hopefully a third jersey. I don't know. Do you do you have any ideas? I'm I'm like Shen. Dunn wouldn't be bad, but then I also want to wait for like a Thompson or a Costin, maybe. Yeah, I've been. I need to get one. I've been waiting since they ever they they got the new jerseys. Was that been three years now? Two or three years? Uh, Stassi. Since Stassi, so that's three that's years. That's four years. Yeah, this, this will be the fourth, fourth year. year. So I've been waiting because I'm still rocking the number nine Schwartz and the Peron. Yeah. I my plan was last year I got a Pareko jersey, and I was going to get a Fabry jersey. Mm. Well, that's not going to happen. I'm glad I waited. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to buy one this year. I'm going to wait to see what they come out with next year, if they make any changes, or if they get a new third jersey, and see where to go from there. But yeah. That's that's the same uh, same mentality I'm going with. I'm just waiting for that third jersey. And I don't know I mean, who I'm going to get. If I had to buy one right now, it'd probably be a Pareko. See, I would probably... Uh, this is more risky. I'd probably go with Shen. I don't know. 
it, that's like I don't know, I'm just waiting for um, waiting to see which prospect takes hold. I'll probably get that one. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty neat. So all right, so let's let's cut this shit short here. Last pick them. So well, first, I'm gonna run down the so Blues play tonight. Uh, they're playing right now. Leafs Toronto. They're playing Toronto uh, at home. Lines are Schwartz, Shen, Tarasenko, Sabotka, Stastny, Steen, Payarvi, Sunquist, Yashkin gets bumped up to the third line, and then Upshaw, Brodziak, Forburn, that fuckhead. Uh, defensive pairings are Gunnarsson, Petrangelo, Edmondson, Pareko, Dunn, Bortuzzo, and Jake Allen and Nett. So now we can get to the uh, segment you want to get to. Uh, yeah, this is time for the pick 'em. So we pick winners of today's game. Luckily, there are like 14 of them. And we don't. Of them, we so don't we got plenty of time. We don't have any debt to pay from the last podcast because we did not do one. So we run through our picks. Whoever is the winner. The loser has to take a shot next week. Starting fresh. Whenever we do the next podcast. And it is consecutive. So if I lose two times in a row, that means i got to take two shots. And Justin did not do too well last year. So hopefully we can carry that into this year. Well, I'm not off to a good start. There's one game that's already happened... I, it was the Golden Knights and the Sens. I picked the Sens. I picked the Golden Ryan Knights. I picked the Golden Knights, and the Golden Knights won. Sweet. So I'm already 0-1. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, next, we have the Canadians and the Jets. Uh, I like to fly like an eagle, like a jet. I picked the J-E-T-S. Jets, 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 Jets. Jets, Jets. All right, so there's there's a tie. Uh, I picked, next we have the Caps and the Bruins. I went Caps. I also went Caps. So uh, that's we, another one. We got the BJs and the Lightning. I like BJ's. I picked the Lightning. Uh-oh. That's, that was actually the toughest one of the week. Here's where I make that one up there. That was the toughest one of the week, to be honest, because the Lightning have been so good and at home. But then you got to factor in the Blue Jackets have been very good as well. And then Bobrovsky. And I don't know. I just hope the Blue Jackets pull one out. Hopefully not. Uh, next, we got the Rangers and the Panthers. I went with the Rangers. That's bold. I went with the Panthers. It's bold strategy. Because the Rangers fucking Let's suck. see if it pays off. I won't. Uh, next, we got the Avs and the Flyers. I went with uh, Claude Giroux. I got the Avs. And the black guy, Wayne Simmons. Wait, you went with the Avs? I went with the Avs. The oh, fuck? Are you on crack? Okay. okay. Well, next one. Uh, Sabres and Stars. <sighs> I like to shine like a star. I picked the Stars as well. Nah, that's an easy one. Hawks and Wild. I went Hawks. I'm going to run Buck Wild. All right. That means they got root for the Hawks. Ew, you fucking commie. Unbelievable. Uh, Next, Canes and Yotes. I'm going to have to go with the uh, Canes. They're having a pretty Uh, good season. How how the hell could you pick the Yotes? Yeah, the Yotes are fucking awful. Pens and Canucks. Uh, Defending champs here. Pens. Same. Preds, Kings. Uh, Since this one is in L.A. and the Preds haven't been that great to start the season, I went Kings. I did too. Okay. Ducks and Sharks. I went Ducks. I went Ducks as well. Quack. Quack. Uh, blues and Leafs. You can I go. went Blues. I went the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. I went against the homer pick. Yep. Toronto's playing good. Blues lost one home. Uh, I feel like they're going to drop another one home, unfortunately. My tiebreaker, seven goals being scored. Oh, fuck. You do? I have seven. All oh, right. Damn it. 
So it looks like if we tie, we both take a shot. Yeah. Well, I don't think we have but the same picks have anyway. Five, so five, yeah, five okay. that are different, so it should come into play. So that's exciting to look forward to. So next uh, episode, whenever the hell that is, we will uh, go ahead and dive into who lost, who won, and who's taking a shot. Yeah, hopefully not me. You know what I mean, Vern? Mm-hmm. All right, so I think that'll about do it. For this one, I uh, got a lot of shit going on. We have a special guest sitting here on the couch. Don't say a word. You're not allowed. It's Poop Dick. It's Poop Dick. Uh, he's got his blue jersey on. Tarasenko, I believe. Uh, he's reaching in. Getting a beer. It's a bush light. We'll take that. That's that's a good ad. Good job. Uh, so I think we're going to go ahead and sign off here. But before we do, I think we have to do one of the most important things. That we have to do on this podcast, we have to thank our one and only fine sponsor. Now, see, you can't say that because earlier you plugged a sponsor. I for know, me. damn it! I was hoping you forgot. Ram Tom is not going to be very happy with you. I forgot. I was hoping you didn't notice that. Okay, so our only sponsor, um, discounting what I said earlier, Ram Tom Incorporated. Ram Tom for all your animal bones rendering, deer hide, uh, poop dick needs. Rantom, fuck yeah. Give them a call at uh, 618-538-5520. That is the actual number. I did not make that up. And you're going to ask for Randy, and you're going to say, I want to see your beer belly. Thank you. So uh, thank you, Rantom, for another wonderful sponsor spotlight. It's not cheap. It's not. It's not. They pay the big bucks. They do. They make the big bucks, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so I guess that'll do it for uh, the anniversary edition of the podcast, number 10. Hit the double digits, uh, like Tony's dad, hitting double digits. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to end on that Hey, <laughs> I'm going to go home now. Yeah. Uh, last thing before we leave, shout out to Barb. She likes it hard. hard. <laughs> Alright, no more inside jokes. Okay, so... Uh, Thanks for tuning in. If you did, um, Schiffer Decker, please uh, uh, text us your code word that we gave you at the beginning of the podcast. Thank you for everybody that listens and continues to p- support the podcast. And uh, thank you for letting us make it number ten. You can get out, get at us at the two pad stack one on Twitter, the two pad stack one on Twitter. Uh, tweet us anything you want to tweet us. Uh, just listen to the damn podcast and share it with people. And uh, that's about all we got. Anything else? Nope, that's it. We're going to eat pizza and watch the blues. And enjoy some nice bushes. Well, I got vodka. So, anything else? Anything else? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. Anybody? No? All right. Well, we're out of here. And uh, have a great week, and we'll see you whenever the fuck we see you. See ya!